Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. There's so much thought and detail and everything that went into making this. And I'm like, when is the female version coming out? That's all I can think about is you said those patents pending. I'm like, would those be for women? Put this on your back list. If you ever could come up with something that feels like a real tongue. Oh my God. You'd be a billionaire. (laughs) Wondering if you could name those whatever you want. Like as an example, when you want to be finished off, can a guy just say, drain the dragon? Like, can he have his own dialogue? And and then the device knows what drain the dragon is. Then I, I just had the idea that men wanted an automatic machine and there was no one really making one for them. And so... To me, that was obvious. I think maybe a lot of people thought about that before, certainly, but no one ever thought to like seriously devote their life to making one for them. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am really excited for today's guest. He is a sex toy inventor. His name is Brian Sloan, and he graduated from law school in 2005, but decided he had a brighter future in the field of masturbation devices rather than helping people with their legal problems. He holds seven U.S. patents in the field of sex robotics and related technology with several additional patents pending. And he's working towards a future where oral sex performed on a man by a human is indistinguishable from an experience generated by his auto blow machine. Okay. I, as a hetero woman, I'm not sure how I feel about this because I love giving blowjobs and I don't want anybody to take away that from me. But Brian, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Happy to, to get into it. Explain the, the future of blowjobs to you. I'm very excited. I feel like I'm on the cutting edge. I get to know I'm in the inner circle. So give my listeners a little bit about your backstory and, you know, and how did you end up as a masturbation device entrepreneur? Yeah, it wasn't a straight path. So yeah, as as you mentioned, I graduated from law school in 2005. But before I finished law school, I was going to auctions, buying things, uh, selling them on eBay. I sort of started there, buying anything I could buy really from auctions and selling it on eBay. And just, I sort of saw that my future wasn't going to be that bright as a lawyer and I wouldn't really be able to reach my full potential. So after law school, I started going to China to buy antiques. I had an idea to pay for a trip by going to China to buy antiques. And yeah, long story short, it was a lot of work buying things that were unique and selling them. And I thought I wanted something that I can, you know, I wanted to find some a more scalable product. And I was a sort of an expert at what sold on eBay. And I came upon the niche of latex fetish wear. And it didn't have very many sellers. And I found a factory actually in China to custom make stuff for me. So my foray into adult products started really with the fetish wear. And sort of when I reached the end of that market, I thought that's also not really big enough for me. I think I can do something bigger. And uh, then I, I just had the idea that men wanted an automatic blowjob machine and there was no one really making one for them. And so to me, that was obvious. I think maybe a lot of people thought about that before, certainly, but no one ever thought to like seriously devote their life to making one for them. So yeah, yeah I love it. And what do your friends and family think about all this? 
I mean, there was a time when uh, I remember my mom told people, um, her friends, before the business was really successful, she would say, oh, my son lives in China. And they say, oh, what does he do? And they'd say, he's in import-export. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right, uh, right. But then I think, I mean, I never thought it was weird. I think people who were my friends never thought it was weird. And if I've ever met anyone who thought it's weird, then those people are kind of instantly unimportant if they don't want to know me because of what I do. So it's, I think, a good way to sort people out, although I never felt any that it's limited me in any ways. I also now have children, I have young children. So I'm going to get soon into like, I'm in the preschool system. Now we'll get into the school system. And I'm sure I'm going to meet parents that are weird about it. I don't think I've met anyone yet. And I think when I do, it wouldn't bother me. Yeah. So nobody, I mean, nobody goes, if you're sitting next to someone on the plane, they ask you and you tell them what they never go, huh? <laughs> yeah. Some of them, they do that, but actually probably 50, 50, some of them will say, uh-huh. Like, you know, and, and then it kind of, they don't ask, but a lot of them, I'd say more than half want to know, like, what kind of sex toy is that? And right. It's a good conversation starter. This guy I sat next to, I was on a trip, it was Chicago to, um, to Dubai, a long flight. I'm sitting next to a guy and we started out towards the beginning, like, you know, what do you do? And he was giving, he, first he, it was his story about how active he was in his church and, uh, kind of on and on. Then it was my turn. And so I told him, yeah, I make, I make sex toys uh, for men, you know, machine. And I could see he had like this weird face. He thought about it. And then he said, you know, I got to tell you the first thing when he had like four or five kids or something. He said, when the last kid went off to college, there was an adult store that we had driven past a hundred times, never gone in. Me and my wife went into that store and we bought a whatever. He told me like some vibrator. And so he thought like, should I tell him or should I not tell him? But I don't, yeah, there's nothing. I mean, religious people are also allowed to have sex with their partner or something. So yeah. So I've, I've talked to a lot of people, I think, who are conservative in their like public life, but they have like a normal sexual life. And so when I tell them that, they somehow sort of overshare a little bit with me about their private life. Yeah, right. Because they feel like, oh, this guy's safe. I can talk to him. I love it. So there's an interesting fact about you, which I love. You don't use social media. And why is that? I mean, I have, for example, I have a Facebook account personally. I don't really post on it. I see what other people post and I don't for my business. Yeah, I don't use Twitter. I have a Twitter. If someone tweets something that's important, I need to tweet back as Audible. I have one, but I never tried to build up any kind of following. Why? We have a YouTube channel, but I, we, we post some videos there, but it's not like a, I just feel like it's a giant time suck, social media. It's a time suck. It's unhealthy, I think, mentally to compare myself to other people's, how many tweets did they get or how many like respond, how many likes did they get on their thing? I just think it's an, it can create like an unhealthy fixation. And we communicate about our brand and about me and my inventions, but through mainly some kind of mainstream media websites who write about our inventions as news because they're quite different from what other people are doing. So we'd certainly use like media to communicate to the public, but as for like the public having like a someone to always talk to. I don't understand why all brands do it. And there's better, we can, if you want to communicate with us, you can email us. We'll email you right back, but I don't want to get into like a, a like war with other people. Yeah. Well, I love that you said, this is a quote that I pulled there. You said, we refuse to be forced to use non-sexual words to describe the sexual functionality inside of our app. And we refuse to hide our attempt to hide the auto blow apps true case. 
or use. Use case, yeah. Yes, use case. If we self-censor sexual language in order to reach people in the Apple and Google App Store, we will only re-stigmatize the normal sexual behavior which millions of people have worked for dozens or even hundreds of years to normalize. We reject the stranglehold that Apple and Google have over hundreds of millions of people's sexual thoughts by limiting the language that can be used to refer to sexual activity within apps in stores they control. I hope our web app will inspire other adult products and creators to develop outside the big tech controlled app store system. And I was just like, I love this man right now. <laughs> I do. This, fantastic. This, this is great. No, I love it because, and I totally agree with you. And I, when you said social media is kind of a waste of time, couldn't agree more. Like I really don't use it. I try to use it sparingly only for only for the the podcast. I don't use it personally at all because I just don't think anybody gives a shit like what I had at Starbucks today. Like who gives a fuck? If I'm talking to you and you're my friend, you'll know. But I especially love your take on you know, standing up for, hey, we're going to use the proper terms and the right words, and we're going to talk about this. And I'm not going to try to hide it in the shadows of something else just so I can get into Google and Apple's app store with it because right. it diminishes what your guys, I think, are trying to do, or it sounds like it. It does. And I mean, there's definitely a trade-off. The reason that, you know, and I'll send you out one of the new Audible AIs after our call, but you'll see that on a normal, uh, the other adult devices, you download an app, and you can like press something, it'll sync it to the app. It's a simpler way to sync the product with an app. But a web app, actually, our device doesn't use Bluetooth. It connects to the internet directly via Wi-Fi. Yeah. So there's a process to go through. You must watch a video, a three-minute video, and follow the steps in the video to connect the device, to train the device how to connect to your home Wi-Fi. And then after that, it's fairly simple. But definitely we're going to get support requests. You know, those people might say, well, mine isn't working. And it's like, okay, yours works, but it is a different process to take a couple of minutes the first time you use it to learn how it works. But the alternative is to have an app in the app store, which is called something like connect me app or whatever. And it looks like a, like a generic app and it has things like move up and down or speed of movement or like mode one, mode two, no descriptions of the blowjobs that you're, you know, we have downloadable blowjobs. That's like, that's a new feature that other people don't have. And we wouldn't be able to say, download your blowjobs here. We would say (laughs) mode access or something. And I think it's, why should we have to change? Why should we have to not use normal sexual language? That's a a normal part of human beings' lives in order to put an app in their app store. It's sort of agreeing that there's a problem with that kind of language. So I don't agree that that language is a problem. And so I refuse to do that. You know, I have a friend, I just went to the adult industry toy convention in Los Angeles. And I told a friend I'm using a web app and they use a normal app. And he said, no, no, you just have to make your app. uh, You just have to make your app use non-sexual words for approval. And then you could change it. And then if they find it later, then you change it back and then you change it. And it's like, no, 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 no. This is like, I'm not going to live my life in fear of a giant company telling me I'm doing something wrong when I'm, I'm not done anything wrong except for use normal words, normal human, normal speech, I think. So no, we've definitely taken a risk in using a web app because it's not as simple to set up the first time as a normal app. But if people are willing to invest a few minutes for sexual freedom, then I think think it's worth it. But we'll see our customers respond. Yeah. All right. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. 
send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Well, let's get into, I want to get into like everything that Autoglow AI Plus does because it's quite extensive. And could you just describe it for us? And can you list the features so I can dig into them as we go? Yeah. So I think the first thing that, which the Autoblow AI, this is the Autoblow AI Plus, but the thing that sort of put us on the map in the internet or in the media with Autoblow AI is that we conducted actually a machine learning study of the actions that occur during blowjobs by analyzing thousand hours of blowjob video. I saw basically. that on your website. It's making my eyes cross. Yeah. There was a yeah, lot of so data. We published actually, yeah, we published the study for people who, you know, the scientists who conducted it wrote that for us so that people who really want to dig in can understand. But normally a, a company would just, previous to Autoblow AI, they would say, oh, we'll just make it do this, 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 this. Like the actions that a product does to the human were an afterthought, mm-hmm. actually. So we thought, no, no, that should be like the first thing. So the technology existed to figure out what the actions really were. So we made the guys watch a thousand hours of videos and they annotated them by moving a, a drawing of a head on a on like a drawing of a penis. They had to watch the videos at half speed. Anyway, this generated a lot of data that they analyzed. And they said, here are the actual 16 most common movements that occur during blowjobs, uh, including pauses, which we wouldn't have really thought about. And so then we created the blowjob experiences on the machine based on what we learned from that study. So that there's a relationship between what's happening to your penis and what human beings really do to each other, which sounds really like a basic thing. But before Autoblow AI, that wasn't a basic thing. People just made them up out of thin air. Well, and that makes total sense. I mean, why would you want, if you're going to go for it, you want it to be as realistic as possible. Who wants a fake feeling blowjob? <laughs> I mean, everyone just used the word. They said, oh, that's real. But they didn't do anything behind the word real. They just had like some guy at the factory like come up with them. So that was in the previous version. And then the new one, we added some stuff on top of that. So I think the biggest thing in the offline phase is that we added for the first time ever, and this also sounds like pretty basic, but no one has done it. It's an adjustable penis gripper. So now there's sort of a gear system that you can access with a screwdriver and you can make the thing that grips your penis wider or smaller or narrower than it was before. And I think this will address a lot of people's issues with the previous device in that now they can customize it for their preferred tightness level or their girth. There's some other things that go slower, it warms up. But the main thing is that we made it adjustable for the penis size. And on the online side, this is where I think we did something that's quite different than than other people. We made, for example, a downloadable blowjob library. Yeah. So instead of your, you know, your device comes with 10 blowjobs built in, but then you can change the order or you can go into a library where you can download other different blowjob experiences to the device. And it just like gives people more to play with basically, or more experiences from the same device and without additional cost. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that sounds great. Now, did we get through kind of the bulk of the, because I have a list here that I want to dig in to no. about the features. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can ask. Yeah, yeah. you see, you ask me about the one that you think. Well, I think they're all interesting and I actually think they all make sense. I mean, I did go to your website. I did look everything over and I'm like, I mean, that just makes perfect sense. And I feel like there's so much thought and detail and everything that went into making this. And I'm like, when is the female version coming out? That's all I can think about is you said those patents pending. I'm like, would those be for women? No. Yeah, we're like, we're really a male focused. I had a foray into the female sex toy universe many years ago. It's actually, I think 
the female market is far better served than the male market. It's a lot more competitive. There are a lot more devices. There's a lot more competition. And it's really on the male side. It's actually, I think it's more difficult to make devices for men. You know, female devices are relatively small. They have a limited, they have they either vibrate or use this kind of suction yeah. feature. And so really people are just changing the shape or the some small internal things. But for male devices, they're much larger. They involve all kinds of mechanical parts. And so it's sort of, it's more complex. It takes much longer to develop a good product that's for men. And there are not that many people doing it just because it's harder. So I like developing for men where there's far more that we can do yeah. for them. I yeah. Feel. Well, but if you ever could put this on your like back list, <laughs> if you ever could come up with something that feels like a real tongue, oh my God, you'd be a billionaire. <laughs> I have some concepts about that before I looked into making like a human tongue thing. But then also when I look at all the female products, the male ones look like humans. But if I th actually, I paid some money towards like a tongue that does all kinds of activities, but it would look, it was like a box with like a, t it just looked so bizarre that I didn't think that women would be into it. Do you need a test group for that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Who's in that test group? One day. Do you need an extra person? <laughs> oh, I would love to. Okay. Okay. So some of the things that you have on this are voice control. And can you just explain that and the presets? Wondering if you could name those whatever you want. Like as an example, when you want to be finished off, can a guy just say, drain the dragon? Like, Can he have his own dialogue? And, and then the device knows what drain the dragon is. Yeah. So currently no, but so there's a distinction to make. No, every product that you probably know of that uses voice control sends your voice to a, a server somewhere else and it analyzes it there and then sends it back to the device, which we don't do. So normally there's a wake word. You need to say something like, hey, Alexa, and then it thinks a second. So for a sex toy, I didn't think that would make that much sense because every time you wanted to go faster, you'd have to say, hey, Autoblow, and then wait a second, and then say your command, and then wait for it. So ours uses a newer, a much newer technology, which really, there's no other products that I know. I, I'm sure some things use it, but I've never heard of them. We process the voice in the browser. It never sends the voice anywhere. So the response is instant. It's less accurate than maybe Siri or Alexa, but I think it's in the 80 some percentile like accuracy range, but it's instant. You don't say, hey, Autoblow. You just say, you open the app to these six commands. It's faster, slower, pause, next, the finish me is the big one, uh, pause, and it can pause. So you open your app, you leave your phone on the table, and then you just say those words like faster, faster. And it's like less than like a, a tenth of a second or a, a, something like that, that it responds. So we just gave the basics, but this technology is improving. So I do think within a year or two that we can add this kind of like richness to it to understand things that mean yeah. something, but not yet. Is that something that's in the works? Potentially. We're going to see if people, ask, we normally develop in the direction that our customers ask for. So for example, a lot of the features like on the physical device were, were things people ask for. So I think it'd be fun to do that, but I don't think it'd be fun to do it if we did all the effort and no one uses the feature. So we will wait probably six months to see what are the most requested features before we really start developing in a, yes, a direction. That makes sense. Okay. And what is in the auto blow AI's library? What is it? And how many settings are there? And how can I get in there? <laughs> so, yeah. So once, when I send you the device, you'll see that's where the modes are basically that are on the device. So you can see the 10 that come on it, and then you can move them around to different slots. And when you do that, it saves it 
for your offline use. Then you can visualize each of them. There's kind of like a graph which shows a line which is moving in a certain way so you know what it's going to be like. And then you can replace it. We added about two dozen additional blowjob experiences. And then you can just click replace and it downloads that into the slot on your machine and we'll continue to update the blowjob library with additional blowjobs. And we may even let people create their own blowjob experiences. There's a lot of things we can do. But yes, that is what I want to know. Yeah. Can I, because I've got this podcast, right? At six years old and I have a lot of male followers and I'm sure they would all love to get a blowjob from me. <laughs> so could somebody actually get their technique memorized and then have that option? Like, oh, I want to get tonight. Today I want Layla. Boom. I want one from her. Yeah. We just actually talked about this before the call because I have someone on YouTube who we work with who's an OnlyFans model as well. And she asked this and we were like, yeah, we could do that. We just haven't yet, but now you're the second. And so again, if like five more people ask us, we think, then we'll start to think this is what people want. <laughs> we're all thinking about monetizing that. We're yeah. like, hmm, how can we get a percentage of every time somebody just give me a buck, every time somebody gets a blowjob from me all over <laughs> right. the world. I'm like, there we go. Yeah. I'd like this. I'm, we're collaborating. Yeah. yeah. So I think this is definitely, <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a direction we're looking at is letting people create their own modes, giving them names and figuring out how to monetize that. That for is people. awesome. I, I'm telling you, that's a, you got to throw that in there. Like third party yeah. people they can choose from. And then it's only through, there's an exclusive through your company and boom, there we go. You can also, I mean, there's a thing where people can share their link with anyone. They could easily send a link to anyone and then it opens up the control page. So there's also in theory paid People can be paid to control the blowjobs of other people or one person can control many people's blowjobs. I saw that you have that long distance control thing. So yeah, it just opens up the app immediately on someone. Right, so I can edge somebody from that's in another country if I feel like it. Yeah. Yes. That's exciting. I love that. Easily. And so we're now, my next, I I had in here, I already asked you though, is no female version on the horizon. You're pulling one for guys right now. Yeah, this is for the boys. I think it's probably always going to be for the boys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just feel like you're such an innovator. The way that you're approaching building these items is so much different than I think a lot of people are approaching it. And so I like that. I want to take your brain and let's make one for the female group. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if I know. If you notice our marketing style, it's kind of quite male centric. I wouldn't know how to communicate to, I mean, I would know, but I would be kind of like faking it. The nice thing is when I sell to men, I'm not making up some kind of, I'm not making stuff up. I'm not like scheming about it. Like this is actually how I think to sell my device to men. But if it was for women, I would have to come up with, I feel like it wouldn't be so authentically me. No, I get it. I get it. You got a good thing going. You don't have to rock the boat, but maybe (laughs) just plant the seed, Brian. You never know. So, okay. And you've got some patents pending. What can we expect to see coming on the horizon? Well, yeah, the the pending patents, I can't give give the details, but I do have a number of patents on, for example, the Audible AI. Mechanisms or all have US patents granted on them. And we have a number of other patents granted on things like using machine learning to automatically annotate videos so that our device can work with videos, but without a person manually causing them entering what the movements would be for a porn video. Wait, explain that. So if you want to make a device work with a video currently, you need to have someone watch the video and in some way program what the machine is going to do related to what's happening in the video, right? But our patent covers methods for automatically annotating videos. Like the problem is that a company can't possibly annotate 
100,000 videos. It'd be too much work, right? But if you can have a software that views a video and while the video was playing and it's never seen that video before, automatically calls the device to work with it based on some methods, then suddenly the, the, the device is compatible with every porn video and not only pre-programmed videos. So we have a number of patents in this space that will help us when we're ready to sync with adult videos, but without pre-programming all of them. That's amazing. Wow. So someone has a favorite porn star that they really enjoy. They just are turned on by the way they give a blowjob. Essentially get that same blowjob? Yeah, uh, not yet. But uh, when we release the feature, which is a nice thing about using the web app, certainly if we used an app store app, if there's no way that we could include porn related features, but because we use a web app, yeah, we will release that as some kind of feature at some time once we're sure that's what people want. But yeah, we have patents covering this this space and, and other things about yeah, about syncing your device with biometric sensors. Ideally, your device would be able to cause you to orgasm by only knowing your previous usage of the device and what it did to you before. And so after it learns what it happens to you during your use and when you have an orgasm, then you don't need to press all the buttons and do all the modes. It will learn what you like. So it delivers you the same experience in the future. This is like on our radar and we have pets around that space Amazing. Well. Oh my gosh. I'm kind of sweating a little bit because I'm just, I'm worried that the traditional blowjob may be going by the wayside. <laughs> uh. I mean, I think that, that there's always people ask this question like, oh, is it healthy for humanity to be able to have such good feelings um, during masturbation. And I think those are potentially the same people in the 1910 who uh, like wanted to send women to prison for masturbating or something, you know, or said that uh, you're going to go to hell for it. So I think it's kind of like the modern version of telling someone they're going to go to hell, being worried that masturbating will feel too good. (laughs) So... But I, I, there is a significant portion, I, I would say probably 10, 20% of the population who, who truly worries about that for humanity, that the toys will cause people to not want to have sex with other people. But they were worried also that uh, about a lot of weird things in history that didn't materialize. And so I put them in with those people, honestly. I assume you use the product. I mean, I, you know, I think when you make something, you're probably not as passionate about it as uh, other people, like, because I, I have to use it for testing. So I develop like all the features. So yeah, I've, I use all the iterations. I know all the things that I can make better about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm intimately familiar with the device from, uh, from having like built it from 13 years ago. Just from your own, if you were just talking to a friend about this, what would you say to them about how it performs? Uh, what would I say? I would say that it's, um, that it's uh, the thing that, that I like about it is that I feel it's surprising. I mean, that once you sort of get the hang of using it, especially there's an AI mode, it delivers you a different blowjob every time. So I mean, trying to be more like a real life blowjob that you don't know what's coming next. We have a mode, a special mode that does that. So I would say that they should try it because it's, surprising. And I think that's not an experience that people expect to have while they're masturbating is this, this surprise. It's feeling something new or especially not knowing what's coming next, because those are feelings more commonly associated with sexual activity with other people and not with a device. So I would say that for that reason alone, it's, it's worth giving it a try to have this feeling of someone else doing something to you that you don't know what's going to happen yeah. that you never had before. Because there's very few things that we haven't maybe done to ourselves. So like these more high-tech products can offer that experience. I think it's sort of, it'll be surprising, I think, for people, most people. I just know from my own exploration with sex toys and my own 
exploration, just sexually in general, that what I love about a good sex toy is it just, it teaches you so much about your body and the way that you're wired and what you like, and also how much pleasure you can actually, self-pleasure you can actually have, and with a partner too. There's all kinds of ways, of course, to use this with a partner. And so I just think it's great. And I'm so glad <laughs> there's all that variety. But I know the guy's market is, I think it's underrepresented for good sex toys. So, you know, you're doing the good yeah. work, Brian. Yeah. So just any final thoughts before we go and, you know, make sure you tell everybody where they can find you. I know you said you don't have social media, but it sounds like you kind of do. <laughs> yes, I mean, we kind of do. If they really want to, uh, I mean, our, our website, it's it's autoblow.com. And I think you can also give a URL so people can support you as well. And our company, it's uh, it's called Very, it's actually called Very Intelligent E-Commerce, V-I-E-C-I.com. They can check out our media or whatever. But if they really want to contact us, then they can just send an email. Don't tweet it at at us, yeah. although we have a Twitter. Just like send me an email <laughs> like a normal person, then I'll, I can yes. write back. Brian wants regular, regular standard old communication, guys. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, send me a so letter. If you, guys, if you're a penis owner, you will definitely want to check this out. Just go to autoblow.com forward slash curious girl. And I will, of course, have that in the show notes for you as well. So don't worry if you don't catch all that. And Brian, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate your time. And I'm really excited for you and this product. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you. I can't wait. To see. Even though you don't like the social media, I'm still going to follow you. Oh, and when we get off, just send me your address and I'll send you out uh, the new version. You can, uh, yeah, you can check it out yourself. Hopefully it's surprising yes, to you as well. I can't wait to use it on a partner. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's that'll be very fun. All right, everyone. Well, I hope you're having a great Saturday. You guys always know where you can find me. Just go to my website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com. And you know what my favorite thing for you to do is? It is leave me a voicemail. Let me know what you thought of this episode or you want to talk about anything and everything. You got five minutes, let it rip. I answer everybody personally. Just click on the pink tab on the right-hand side and you're good to go. Okay, that's it, guys. Love you guys. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com, and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.